episode 116 above ground podcast don't stop believing with michael and jessica domingos of tiny evie rocks disclaimer the host of this podcast timothy patrick and will foley are by no means medical professionals however having lived experience with mental illness themselves they have gained useful perspectives on common mental health issues that some of us struggle to overcome on a daily basis By sharing their stories, they hope to create connection. By creating connection, they hope to help you find your purpose. And through purpose, we can all begin to build the foundation for positive mental health. This is Above Ground Podcast. Are you ready to lace up your boots, throw up your horns, and jump into the pit? Then let's stomp the stigmas of mental illness. It's time for Above Ground Podcast. Now, Will Foley and Timothy Patrick. Hey, what is up, everyone? Welcome to another Above Ground Podcast. Above Ground Podcast, because you can't serve below. Are you down with TPP? Yeah, you know me. We are joined this morning by Jessica and Michael Domingos. Their not-for-profit was started in memory of their daughter, Evie, who lost her battle with depression at 12 years old to suicide. And I just want to say thank you to you both for being here this morning with us because uh, it's very important that we get stories like this out there because there's other parents out there, there's other children out there who feel like they're alone. So, Michael and Jessica, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Um, can we just kind of start with the overview of, of, of what happened to lead you to this point in your journey and, and, um, and, and how you're doing now, and then we can get into whatever you want to cover, whatever you want to tell our listeners about any of your things. Absolutely. Well, two years ago, our daughter, Evie, As you briefly mentioned, she was really struggling with depression, severe anxiety. It was all she could do when she went to school to go from one room, you know, to get through the hall, to get to the other room. And just being around that many people. And you please, you know, you can join in too. Yeah. I mean, she she had severe social anxiety. She would get to the doorway of the classroom and couldn't walk through the door. And going to school was really hard for her because she was just struggling with the socialness of it and was so deep in her depression that she really just wanted to be in her room. Yeah. She went, I mean, she she went from being a happy little girl to hitting puberty and it was like the bottom fell out. She wanted to wear dresses anymore. She wanted to wear black. She wanted to stay in her room. She didn't want to snuggle on the couch with me. And we battled with that for a year. And we had counselors at school, psychologists. We had taken her to the behavior center. And we were even, we were at the point where we're starting to look at at home schooling because it was just proving to be too much. And unfortunately, she lost her battle before we could do some of these things. Yeah. And afterwards, we just literally, we had learned about painting rocks and just started painting little hearts on the rocks. And when we would go for a walk on the trails around our house, she started leaving the rocks. And we started getting messages back from people. Hey, we found your tiny Evie rock in the tree on the trail. And it just really made me happier. It made my day. And so just really that kind of inspired her to keep, you know, to paint more. And just for the therapeutic, I mean, if you're sitting there just focused on painting this rock, it really helps you through grieving is what we described. It was, it was a creative outlet for my grief. Yeah. So whatever it is I was feeling, I could paint it on the rock. Like someone else is probably feeling this too. Like keep going or, you know, I don't know if you've heard of the semicolon project, but it, the semicolon symbolizes, you know, the story's not over. So I, I do paint a lot of semicolon rocks with yeah. notes on the back and 
get a lot of messages back from those and people like this is what I needed to see today was that you know I need to keep going my story's not over this was a sign for me yeah and it just kept we just kept getting so, more and more messages. and the funny thing is at that point I'm 52 I spent 50 years of my life telling myself that I was not an artist I had no artistic talent whatsoever but I started painting the rocks too. And eventually I kind of got to where I was like, you know, I'm actually okay at this. I'm pretty good. And so it kind of helped me uncover this talent. I never even knew. I literally, I spent my whole life telling myself I wasn't an artist. And so I started really getting into it also and started painting. And so while Jess loves to do the hearts and the semicolons and dragonflies, I like to do a lot of the music, uh, you know, some of our favorite bands that me and Evie used to talk about. You know, I did Rocks with Kiss and Def Leppard and Journey and the Ramones, David Bowie. And so I started painting these rocks. And for me, it's a connection with her. And like even I'll, I'm notorious for painting cheesy dad jokes on rocks. And the reason I do that is because I can literally see in my mind, I can see her shaking her head and rolling her eyes going, Dad. And so it's a connection for me with her. And I love it when kids or parents find the cheesy dad jar, dad rocks and they crack up and they're like, oh my God, I love that movie. Oh, that's too funny. I and love so, it. <laughs> Yeah, the, you'll absolutely love this then. For Father's Day this year, we're painting a bunch of Rick Astley rocks. So we're going to Rickroll Tyler and then tag him and show like a video of us hiding all these Rick Astley rocks all over Tyler. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. I love it. Uh, wow. We want, we want to get him to do it on TikTok. <laughs> it's our goal. <laughs> so, so, I mean, something fun because, you know, it's Mother's a, Day, Father's Day, those things are hard. Yeah. You know, it's just a reminder that she's not there. And so we always try to plan something fun for those days that are hard. Yeah. And so I, that's, that's what we're doing for Father's Day to, to yeah. get past that. So it's kind of where the rocks have started to grow. And then last year for the first anniversary, we hit over 600 rocks all over Dallas, downtown, Addison, Richardson, Deep Ellum. And the response was just so amazing. So many people sent messages letting us know that they found one and what it meant to them. And that was about the point where we started seriously looking at this is beyond just us painting rocks. This is growing bigger. Maybe it's time to look at starting a nonprofit. Yeah, and do and bigger things. Doing bigger things. And so we formed, we officially formed uh, July 1st was when we submitted our IRS paperwork and we were approved by the IRS in January of this year. And we moved to Tyler, which is about 120 miles east of Dallas in November. And since we've moved here, the response has just been absolutely amazing. The parks department with the city of Tyler is now collaborating with us to add a huge mental health labyrinth Wow. to a park right next to the hospital. So if you can imagine people in the rooms in the hospital looking out the window and seeing this huge heart in the park right next to them, or people that are, you know, just needing to get away for a few minutes just to go for a walk, or the people that work there being able to walk and see this big heart. And then we're going to have like kind of stones mixed in throughout saying, you're loved, you matter, your story isn't over. So it just gives them that little escape. And we found that, you know, walking the trails and physical activity was something that helped us. You know, I can't tell you how many times when things were just really tough, we'd pick up a handful of rocks and go for a walk and hide a few. And it would just change our whole feeling for that moment. I love it. I, I it's You are a true story of what, of what taking a very negative, what would be a very negative situation for many people who don't return from those types of situations and turning it into something so positive for not just yourselves, but your community. And you're putting out such good vibes. Like I, I, 
Jessica, I read your latest blog post about change and how talking to yourself really does matter. And Tim and I have covered this on many episodes because self-worth is so important, but so many of us don't realize we don't have any self-worth. And, and, and how we really talk about ourselves really affects what happens in our lives. Like you were saying, Michael, about you didn't think you were an artist, but all of a sudden you're developing these artistic talents that you would not have discovered if it, if you hadn't lost your daughter. Yeah. And it's, and I, I'm, I guarantee, and I'm, I'm sure most people would, you would trade that to have more time with her. Oh, yeah. How, oh, in a heartbeat. Absolutely. But, but you took such a, such a tough, hard experience and, and turned it into such a wonderful thing that I, I, I can't thank you enough for allowing us to be part of this story and, and continuing to spread the message of, of, of your daughter and you and hope. Um, hope is such a, con- um, it's such a contagious thing. If, if the people who are talking about the hope have, have the right intent and, and, and throw off the right vibes. And, yeah. and I can't, I, I I'm sending you big virtual hugs through the screen. I would Thank love you. to get to Texas. I'd love to get to Texas and meet you both. Cause just to be in your presence is Come probably. A- <laughs> 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 well, this is even cool too. There's an amazing bed and breakfast right across the street. And for Evie's day this year, we painted a replica of every single house on this whole street. They were all built in the 1930s and have been restored. So it's like you're walking back in time to, you know, like a Thomas Kincaid painting. And so we did a painting of every, a replica of every single house and we set up a whole garden at the bed and breakfast. So there's lots of places to stay. So come on. To yeah. us. All right. I love it. That is so ride. great. <laughs> oh, I love it. I, I, you, you're inspirational for sure. I, I just can't like, I, I, now I want to go downstairs and f- take some of the rocks out of my rock garden and start painting <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not a it's painter. So <laughs> I mean, it's honestly, it's yeah. so therapeutic. It, well, in all seriousness, it gave us what we described as purpose through the pain Yeah. because on our most difficult days, that's often when we'll get a message from somebody saying, Hey, this changed my day, or hey, it made me feel better. We've gotten stories about kids that would hold on to the rock and take it to school just to get them through the school day, or they would sleep with the rock, yeah. or people putting it on the desk as a daily reminder. And you know, so, the, these are oh, stories. No, no, I'm sorry, but the, I just got to say these are these are like the type of stories that you know you hear about on like TV or something like that, but you never physically meet somebody and share this kind of conversation with this is truly just amazing i mean the healing the amount of healing that yeah. is, is going out and you know within yourselves and then you're passing it passing it along to the others is 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 unbelievable well if we feel like too it truly brought us closer together after the loss because tragically we do hear the stories of where parents have lost a child and they grieve in their own ways and they're just not able to connect on that grief and unfortunately or sadly a lot of couples end up splitting up as a result of loss and for us it gave us a joint purpose or something that we could do together so like we get done with work and we'll go into the art room and we'll just sit and paint together for hours. And, you know, funny example too, we say some of the best conversations just happen over the art table painting. And like last year in the middle of COVID, that's when my birthday came around and you couldn't go out to eat, you couldn't go anywhere. And lo and behold, we had a transformer blow out in our neighborhood. So we had no power So we ended up just literally sitting there with our flashlights on our phones, just painting rocks, sitting huddled around the table. But, you know, it was one of the funnest birthday memories in years. Nothing was going to stop the painting. The connection. We were just sitting there just having fun, just talking and painting. And a lot of friends and family have found, you know, they love to come and just hang out and paint rocks with us just for that. And it's kind of another area where we've looked at too the possibility for some of the support groups in the area where we could come and do rock painting with them 
I was I was actually just going to ask that question. I was was wondering because I know that you have the like the Instagram page. Do, yeah. is, do you ever get people that that you know that because most of the rocks that we see, I think, are 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 your art. Do you ever get people that paint rocks and then like post pictures for you guys? We get tagged on a lot of pictures. Um, we've had people paint and put tiny EV rocks on their rocks and hide them yeah. and send us pictures. Yeah, and we okay. have um, friends and family come over and paint with us all the time. This past week, our friend Monica came with her little girl, Stella, and they painted with us. Um, we painted at our friend Patricia's house and her whole family came over. Um, and it, it's it's really it's really a great outlet and a great bonding experience with friends because you know, we're not the only ones grieving. Everybody's grieving over something, especially right now. I mean, you're grieving for the normalcy, you know, at the very least and, and lost through COVID. A lot of people have lost people. And honestly, if we hadn't started this nonprofit and if we weren't painting rocks and, and trying to do big things and, and if we hadn't found purpose, I don't know what would have happened. Yeah. Um, it's literally saved my life. And it gives me something to look forward to. And so I'm always like, what's the next project? I'm always making plans. And I think that's important when you struggle with mental health and losing a child is, is really hard on your mental health. So having plans, good plans, positive plans and purpose have gotten me through that. And I want to bring that to other people. And that's why we're trying to do big things with the parks department. Yeah. So. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. Uh, now, did did either of you know, like, did either of you have mental health issues before this? Um, I struggled with anxiety and um, a lot, but not not this. It's it's mostly grieving and sadness, and and the grieving process is so hard and. Yeah. No, it's okay. I was just, I was just, I was just curious, you know, it's something well, that, that these conversations don't happen, happen often. And, you know, yeah. and I, and I think people have these kind of questions, you know, so yeah. it's just, uh, it's just, you know, part of the story. It's part of your story. And, it, you know, I think it's part of, of, of healing in general. It's a, it's a daily struggle. It's a, it's actually, it's a daily choice. So every day I, I wake up, I, I choose to walk in the light. I'm, I'm, she was, Evie was living in the dark, literally. And, um, I just refuse to go there. So I just make that choice every day that I'm, I'm going to walk in the light. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to make myself. Okay. What do I need to do to do that? Do I need to Love paint it. 30 hearts on rocks? Cause it's the only thing I can paint today. Cause it's the hardest <laughs> day ever. Um, and, and what it. project can we do to get, and keep going? Yeah, we we really only have. I've I've only recently absorbed this from Jim Carrey, and I Jim Carrey like I I don't know what what exactly transpired in Jim Carrey himself to go from where he was to where he is now. However, yeah. he in 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 his in his commencement speech, um, in their a commencement speech that he put online, in it, there's a line in there that said, "You only have two choices. You have the choice of love or fear." And, and I sat with that for several days this week, and this has come up for me a lot of times this week. And I'm a very big yin yang kind of guy because everybody has the dark and everybody has the light it just depends on how much dark comes out how much light you can guard it back by right and we really only have the choice of to wither in our pain or we use it for purpose yeah. and that's kind of where this all started because this wouldn't yeah. started had tim and i not had our own experiences and we also have a pretty a pretty interesting story together ourselves because we've been friends for a long time and then we weren't friends for a while for whatever unperceived you know nonsense that it was and and stuff and we came back together literally walking into each other nearly bumping into each other in a whole foods in in here in albany and it's like you you you're put in these positions because there's something that needs to come from you and it's, yeah. it's something that you have to find. 
And sometimes it's, you know, to me, recovery is just uncovering the truth that's always been there for yourself right. that just gets covered up. And I, I, I commend you and I send you as much love and positivity as I can, because I, you, it's just amazing what you've, what you've grown out of such pain. Thank you. Right back mm -hmm. at you. <laughs> you, know, you, guys, you guys are awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're, we're just we're, we try, you know. What I mean? We we can only do what we can do, and we just put it out there, and you know, it, it, hopefully, it finds the right people at the right time. And I think, I think, you know, intent is a lot of it, but you just, but you got to be strong enough and willing to face your fear, because that's really yeah. the only thing you can do is face your fear. It's I'm like sure. you leaving. It's like you leaving rocks, you know, you, you, you started to leave rocks for, you know, whatever reason it was, maybe it was for your own purpose or whatever. It doesn't matter, but you, you started to leave rocks and then you, you kind of grew to where you are at now. And it's just part of the process. You know, yeah. I just I mean, think that, it's great. And uh, I mean, that's what we got to do. We have to keep moving forward and remind people that they can keep moving forward too. And they're not alone. And there is, there is a way to deal with grief that's creative and um, yeah. you don't, you, you've got to so, give hope to people and show them, Hey, we can do this. We can right. survive seeing what we saw and going through what we went through. Then there's hope for you and grab our hand and let's go forward together. Do you we'll think anybody that wants to come? <laughs> let's do this. There you go. Excellent. <laughs> Do you, do you think that, um, cause I know you mentioned, you know, just this and, and, and finding a purpose, do you think that that was probably the biggest key into, you know, your resilience Yeah. and yeah. moving, moving forward? It, yeah. It saved my life. If we didn't have purpose through this, we'd still be staring at the wall saying, what if, why, what did we do wrong? We, what could we have done more than we already did? Why us? And we've had, we've had so many blessings after this that it's, you just have to, you have to take those blessings and take the good things and, and keep that purpose going. Because if you, if you stay stuck in that place with the what ifs, you're going down too. And we just can't do that. If we, we go down, everybody else is going down. You know, we have other kids to think about. We have parents to think about. And we're just, we're setting the bar. We're going forward. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's, you guys are truly amazing. Thank you. Well, thank you. Really. I mean, th this is something that we, you know, Will and I both have talked about. Just, again, you know, the mindset, setting your bar and just, just doing it. And, and you know, overcoming and having the resilience and, and the strength to, to move forward. And, and you guys are, you know, you're the, the proof. Every, every day is, a, every day is a chance to overcome or be taken over in, Absolutely. in, in one way or another. And I, I, I like, I, I, is there something that you want that you haven't told us about Evie that you want everyone to know? I'm, oh, I'm yeah. curious. I'm curious to like, I, I'm curious to like, people want to know about Evie. So I know some of Evie's story because I've read the, I've read no. on your website and I know she was a huge, huge lover of music, which Tim and I are both musicians. Uh, Tim, although he's not very, not very happy talking about it all the time, was actually the heartbeat of a seminal hardcore band here in Albany called Section 8. Um, nice. and I've been playing music, I've been playing music for years and, um, and I know she loved music. I know. And we talked about this off, off the interview before Tim had gotten on, but, uh, kiss was actually the turning point for me in 1975, 76, when I heard the intro to rock and roll night oh, and, and just like, and just like, you know, yeah. just like people older than us, cause because uh, Michael, you and I are pretty much close to the same age. I'm 49, yeah. so I like Kiss changed my life, just like you know the Beatles changed a lot of lives prior to us. You know what I mean? So I, I'm really curious to 
Like, was the love of Kiss because of you? Was that the classic artist journey and all this she, stuff? From us, yeah. Yeah. We shared a lot of our music with them. And a perfect or a funny story, back when Glee was, a, you know, the big show, and they did the whole Journey tribute night where they were yes. singing Journey songs. And one of our older daughters came up, and they're like, hey, Dad. Have you ever heard of this band called Journey? And I was like, oh my God. That's so when I pulled out all the old albums and we showed you know, forward and listened to. And I promised them that when they came to town, we'd take them to go see them. And Evie was five at the time. And man, she was up on her shoulders just dancing and just absolutely loving it. She just, she just loved it, the whole experience, and was just so cute, and it was fun to watch her. Wow! We used to, we used to play the guitar together. She, for the last, her last birthday, she wanted an electric guitar, and um, so we were, we were learning songs together. And we that is so awesome. That is over. awesome. Those are memories you can't. Those are memories you can't buy. Like you yeah. can't. It's never about it's never about items. It's always about the experiences. Yeah. And unfortunately, Absolutely. unfortunately, we you know we live in a society that values consumerism and stuff of purchasing right. things to make things whole. Where re in reality, we're all whole. It's just that we all have some cracks in the porcelain somewhere that that you know need to be filled in sometimes. Right. Uh, I, I I love. So I, I'm a huge Journey fan. And of course, you guys. Now, are you both from Texas originally? No. We're, we're both. Uh, well, I was born in Pennsylvania. He was born in New Jersey. But oh. you know, we've both lived in Texas most of our lives. Yeah, I okay. moved here when I was about eight years old and been around the Dallas area pretty much since then. Ah. Um. One of the big, and, and you probably know this just from, you know, because Evie was a big historical fan of learning all the things about favorite bands. I The first night of the Journey Tour for Escape was in Houston. And that was the that was the real big MTV live concert. Like they actually yes. shot that live yeah. that night on opening night, which is like really changed the course of like the live concert thing on MTV. Like that was probably one of the biggest live concerts ever on MTV, which is, is pretty cool in itself. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you had asked about Evie besides music. She was an extremely kind person and lover of, of animals. Yeah. Like there was a squirrel that used to hang out around outside the apartments we lived at at one point. And she wanted to take food out to the squirrel all the time. She wanted to adopt it. She it, there, Some ants got on her, came up and got on her windowsill. She didn't want us to kill them. They were her friends. <laughs> she named every animal that that she saw. They're all boys names for some That's reason. Suspicious name. Uh, Jerry. Jerry. Yeah, she had, we had a beta fish forever. His name was Jerry. And we continued to take care of him after Evie died. And it was devastating for us when Jerry died because that was a part of her. Yeah. Yeah. She just, she was a kind person and she was going to pick the person that needed the most love in the class that didn't have friends and befriend them. Yeah. She, she even through her struggles, was making sure that every other people that were struggling, that, that they had somebody be nice to them. And so, that's a huge part of why we do what we do. We, we want to pass on that love, that great love of, of other people and that everybody um, it should be able to be their unique self. She was unapologetically herself. She was quirky and fun. We would, you know, I'd break out in song in the grocery store and she would say, oh, this is my best life. She wasn't embarrassed. And so we just want to pass on that, be, you know, be yourself be comfortable. She liked to be comfortable and that you should be kind. And so that's, that's, our, that's her legacy. We're going to do that every day. Be kind to other people. And the cool thing, every time somebody finds one of the rocks and they see tiny Evie rocks and they read about her, that's more people that know about Evie. Yeah. And more people are going to know about Evie when we all over the world. 
not that I'm not saying that you haven't already done that, but now they'll know all over the world because I know we have people all over the world that listen to this show. So very cool. Yeah, That's it's fantastic. we're we're very grateful that we get to to do this week in and week out and and share stories like yours. And I, I again, I can't express uh, my gratitude enough for you both being here, and not only that, but just for carrying on. And, and making the world better. If if we concentrated on making our own worlds and our own communities better, we'd all be better as pe- we'd all be a better civilization. And 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 I commend you on both. I commend you both for that. Well, thank you. Thank you. I got to ask a question. Um, and if you know if it if it's if it's too hard of a question, or if you don't want to answer, that's perfectly fine. Okay. Um, was there any um, talks or? Um, any attempts before the the tragic event actually took place? Actually, um, it was sixth grade for her. And at the beginning of the school year, she had written um, a goodbye note like 12 times. She couldn't get it perfect. So she she wasn't going to do it until she could get it perfect. And she couldn't, so she kept throwing them away. She wrote a goodbye note on her arm. We took her to the emergency room. And she told them she didn't have a plan, so they sent her home. So we spent the whole year taking her to therapy. They put her on medication. They had her on five different medications. And we'll never know, you know, what contributed to it, but she had a plan the whole year. She just, she had a plan. And so that year, I mean, it was just a constant struggle to keep her alive, honestly, it was rough. And that's one of my what ifs that I, I fight not to have that thought was, you know, what if I had fought the hospital and said, look, she's got it written on her arm. She's planning to go do something about it. And they just, they wouldn't admit her um, because she told them she didn't have a plan. And that's something that's got to change. I mean, people need help. I mean, the day that she took her life. I mean, that afternoon, me and her had gone to the record store looking at vinyl albums together. I had a great afternoon together, just, you know, usual conversations, just looking at music. And later that night when she went to bed, I mean, she would, we have a cat, kid cat, that was hers. And she was in our room and she came in to get her cat. She smiled at me and she does, she used to do the little pew pew with her fingers. She'd so she kind of smiled and looked at me and did her little finger thing and got her cat. And she looked, she seemed really happy. And so that was just, I couldn't imagine in a million years of what she had planned for that night. Yeah. And it was the week of finals. I went in to get her up for school and um, it was too late. She was gone. And I literally had up on my screen, like the paperwork for homeschool and to find a new psychiatrist. And um, she was going to have to do summer school and retake the STARS test. And even then, we didn't know if that, even doing summer school and doing the STARS test, we don't know if she would have been able to pass and she would have had to repeat the grade. And I think maybe that was. She didn't see a way out. She just didn't see a way out, and uh... and the re- the reason, <clears throat> pardon me, the reason I asked that question was not to bring up, you know, no, uh, no, any, we don't mind no, sharing. We're here to I talk know, about no, it. It's, yeah. it's our story. I just wanted to let you know that it wasn't to to make you, you know, do, redo the what ifs. It, it's oh, it's no. you know, hearing hearing your story and 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 you know, you sharing your story is is you know, I think is very. Um, it's very conducive to helping others. And it's, it's a, it's an important piece to the puzzle that we all need to pay attention to. Well, if we didn't want to talk about it, we wouldn't start a nonprofit centered around it. I get it. I mean, it's not easy to talk about, but we do talk about it. We're not afraid to talk about it um, with people. And our whole thing is helping like you. Uh, our whole, you know, we talk about removing the stigma about talking about mental health. 
And so in order to do that, we have to be able to have those right. tough conversations and tear, share tough stories. Yeah, you're it's not you're absolutely that right. should be hidden, right? You shouldn't, you shouldn't, you should be able to talk about these things. It doesn't mean it's easy, but right. people people need a platform to talk about it. They need to know that there's someone else that understands, and there's someone that they can talk to about yeah. it that's experienced it, and it shouldn't be something hidden away. That's when the problem happens, right? right. Absolutely. We sweeping things under the rug just leads to more leads to more damage than it does yeah. any good. Yeah. Wow. That was kind of something. So I briefly had shared before that I was widowed when I was 29 and I had started going to the support groups then. And something I had learned when I was going through that was I think guys are traditionally taught don't share your emotions, act tough, be strong for everybody else. And meanwhile, you've got all this grief and all this stuff built up inside you. And so you put on your fake smile when you go to work. I'm fine. Really? I'm okay. I'm good. But meanwhile, inside, you're just falling apart. And I realized going to the support groups, I think it takes more strength to admit your feelings and talk about your feelings than it does to act strong or not talk about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no question it takes more strength. Yeah, and also, if someone is telling you that they're struggling, believe them. I can't tell you how much online things I see where parents just think their kid is trying to get attention, but they're screaming for help. And pay attention to that because it's much easier to try to get them help than to do what we're doing. And you know, don't ignore that with your kids, with your siblings, with your parents, with your friends, you know, have the kind of attitude like if you're struggling, I'm your person. What do we need to do to get you better? And I I, I see a lot of stuff online that's the opposite of that. Yeah, online so can be very the very toxic place for sure. You know, it it's one be. of the it, it's one of those things that, you know, people have to realize it's a tool that, you know, can be used for good and, and you can find some positive things with it. But it's also, on the other hand, you know, can be used for for some very negative, um, evil stuff, you know, right. and it's just we have to we have to understand that that we control that we can, you know, put the phone down or put, you know get off the internet and take a break, walk away from it, you know, but it's hard, it's hard to do in, in these situations because, you know, people like us that really want to do something good and help others, you know, we have that, the urge to, to kind of chime in and say, look, like this should, this should not be happening. This is, you know, you should try to do this kind of thing. So it's a tough, it's a tough line. Yeah. Yeah. I guess for us, we just turn the internet or turn it off and go, Paint a rock. <laughs> yeah, I go. Yeah, the, the create <laughs> create creative outlets are so important, and it doesn't matter what kind of creative outlet it is. It just it has yeah. to be something that that makes you that helps you at least forget about things for a while. Yeah, and, exactly. and not because you're never forgetting it. It's just that you have to learn how to you have to find coping strategies that are positive and. And and creating things is one of the best ways to do it. And I, I, right. I, you know, you've turned and and I can't say it enough, but you've turned such a negative, what could have been such a devastating experience if you had let it um, to into such a positive. And I, I, I'm so, I'm so grateful and so inspired and so, um, and just so happy that you have found a path out to start climbing out of the grief and grief as we know doesn't have a linear path it doesn't have a time frame it doesn't come in order it's just like you deal with all these things at the moment that you're dealing with them and if you don't deal with them in a in a positive way or at least find a positive way while you're dealing with the negative way then you then you can you can really fall um, Tim and I always finish up every podcast with three questions. Uh, okay. two of them, yeah. 
And uh, we asked the same three questions to everyone. So I'm going to let Tim ask the first one. Do you have a favorite or least favorite word? Can be anything you want. Hmm. Serendipitous. It's not just one word, but the saying, it is what it is. I hate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, come Me on. Too. It doesn't have to be what it is. Let's do something. <laughs> I love but that. Evie likes serendipitous, so I like that word. Wow. I like Guys, it. I've, that's that's a new have, one. We haven't heard that one yet. Yeah, we <laughs> haven't, but I, I got, and I'm slipping in another question because you have such a, uh, I don't even know the word I want to use, but this this uh tremendous positive outlook and you know and besides the rocks you know the the creativity part of it is there anything that you can attribute to that like maybe did you have like a good support system or you know yeah. family friends we when the day the day that evie died um we lived two hours away from my mom and um my stepdad and they immediately got in the car and our daughter Lauren immediately got in the car and they all came over. Um, our daughter Allie was on um, a trip and she she was flying in that that next day. Um, and we all just spent so much time together. Our neighbors set up a meal train for two months. I did not have to cook for two months. Yeah. They went on um, walks with us. They hugged us. And we talked about two how Evie befriended people at school that seemed to struggle in their own way. And a couple of days after she died, literally one of these kids from her school knocked on our front door alone and came and said, I just wanted to tell you that she was my friend and I'll always remember her and be grateful for that. And I just think the amount of courage it took for that kid to come and knock on our door like that, I just had, hey, that was an angel sent for us because yeah. it was moments like that. In your darkest moment, there was always somebody there. There was always something like that to give you just enough light to get through that moment. And yeah. so I just, and the people that we were at work were just so amazing. We went back to work about a week after. I know it was kind of soon, but what our thought was we can sit at home and stare at this wall and ask what if, or we could be around the people that have reached out or showing support and are caring for us. So we went back just to be around those people and they were just amazing. And so that I think that helped us too, just being around that environment. We, we let people love us instead of isolating. I mean, we could have taken months off and closed the blinds and and shut ourselves off from everything. But instead, we, we let people love us. And it wasn't pretty, <laughs> you know, uh, emotional vomit, I guess, is what you could call it. <laughs> yeah, there might have been a curse word thrown here. There. <laughs> oh, screaming, cussing, uh, crying. Um, but we had... We, we just took the support where we could get it. Um, I had a friend at work that my friend Jackie would let me go hide in her cube when it was overwhelming and we'd cry together. And we just, we just couldn't stay at home and do nothing. So we, we just chose to accept the love where we got it. And we still and, do. And speaking of accepting love, it kind of is perfect segue into the second question that I ask. And um, I'm a huge animal lover and animals give so much unconditional love. So I have to ask you cat, dog, or other. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's oh, what that I, I have a feeling that was going to be the answer. <laughs> we do have two cats. Uh, the one was Evie's and it, like, I mean, it's so funny because at night she literally will sleep right over your head. And so you wake up and there's these eyes just looking down at you or you just feel the purring like right behind your head. Yeah. Yeah. No, any and all. <laughs> That's awesome. So the, la the last question we have is if there was something that 
you would like to see done or that you could contribute to without any restraints to mental health as a whole, what would it be? Wow, that's a big one. I think that is such a huge question. There's so much that can be done. And I think in our way, we can just make our little difference in our little corner of the world here in Tyler, creating this big mental health labyrinth and doing the walking trails and adding the little things to the parks around here and the rock garden. Yeah, but no restraints. Yeah. I would redo the school system and have um, special programs for kids that deal with anxiety because it's not there. So your kid cannot function because of their anxiety in the normal classroom. They need a classroom with low stimulus, dimmed lights, more time to do their tests and their work and more one-on-one help. It's not there. It does not exist. What happens is you end up putting your kid in the behavior center with the kids that um, act out, which is not a good place either. Or you're trying to homeschool your kid, but you can't afford to quit your job. There needs to be something in the school system for people like Evie, for kids that suffer with mental illness. And it needs it needs a big overhaul because it would save lives. So Jess definitely has a much bigger vision than me. <laughs> yes, no, that's think big. Yeah. I'm telling yeah, you, every big, day this year. Think, think bigger. bigger. Think bigger, yeah, man. No, that's, that's, you get a chance to put it out to the universe. So if you're going to ask the universe for something, you might as well ask for the biggest thing you can ask yeah. for because you're going to get something close to that in any way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love that. I love both. I think they both, you know, it, they both kind of offset each other to hear one on, on, I guess, uh, um, you know, uh, more of a, uh, ground level and then to hear, you know, something more. And I'm right with, with you, Jess. I, you know, I agree with that 110%. I, I was fortunate enough when I was in junior high, uh, there was a program that I was in that was very similar to that, but, um, they, they got rid of it. Um, it didn't last that long, but, uh, and, uh, I have a teacher who I met through the program who I'm still friends with this day. And she fought for that program for quite some time for sure. Yeah. It would be a good thing if it, if it could happen and it can happen. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. It can. It certainly can. And we got enough parents to, to stand up and shout, I was actually in in our school district uh, pre-COVID. So this is probably 2019. I had gone to one of the PTA nights and it was about mental health. And I I clearly, I saw parents get up and talk about how their child is is one of the ones sliding through the cracks because you keep telling us you're going to put these processes in place and you offer us something, but it's not enough. And it's never enough. We always think that we're going to be able to just put something out there just enough to give people a little taste of it. And then when they really rely on it, we, we pull it back and yeah. it's, yeah. And, and, and then you, we don't have a, 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 there's you, you land without a net because there's no net there. Right. Just to even start bringing um, the awareness and education aspect to it. I think just knowing just, you know, I, I, you know, I guess I knew I had anxiety as a teen, but I didn't really know what it was. And I didn't yeah. realize, I didn't realize the science behind it. And, you know, I guess because of the, maybe the stigma that surrounds it, you know, so to, to break down that wall alone is a huge start. And that's, and that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like st- we got to start somewhere and, you know, that would be a perfect start. And just, you know, as the years progress, you, you raise the bar incrementally and, and hope for, you know, more. Well, why isn't why isn't there some kind of class that they start when you start school that young to teach you about mental health? Let's give our kids some coping skills to deal I've, with anxiety. I've been saying that for years, so I'm I couldn't. I'm right with you. I I'm right with you. I have a plan, like in my head, I, I write down stuff because it's all again. There's there's it's backed by scientific data. You know, with all of our neurotransmitters, you know, not only Will will we perform better? 
we will be better humans and we'll be able to, to, you know, to take their exams and to, to participate better in class because we're going right. to have all these, we're going to be better. And as yeah. we are each individually better, we can create more of a connection between others and help them get better. Yeah. And if you're teaching your kids at, at a young age, how to deal with anxiety and stress, they can start right. to recognize it when their friends or other people are feeling that way, they can recognize the signs and they can help them. And then it's yeah. just passing on those skills and building community between people that can build each other up instead of what's going on. I'm yeah, by creating practice. by creating better humans, we create a better world, and that's absolutely. Just, and 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 better humans aren't aren't are created. They're not. We're not out of the box like that. Like you don't come equipped with any of this stuff. So we have to create this and that's, and that's part of the creative process. And you guys are doing it. You guys are doing it. You guys are spreading the message and, and, and we'll carry the torch here, just like you're going to carry the torch in Texas. And I, it's been such a pleasure having you both on. Um, If you guys can hang out for a second while we finish. Well, we finish this up. Real, real quick, where can um, where can our our listeners find you? We um, our website is tinyevrocks.org, and we are on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We're everywhere. Come okay. find us. Come see what we're doing. Come help us uh, move forward. Excellent. Excellent. I'm pretty sh- pretty sure Will will put those in our po- our uh, our notes for the everything. Will, everything will be in the uh, show notes. Uh, all your website stuff will be in there, and Perfect. I will share all your links. And uh, we thank you so much, Jessica yeah, and Michael you. Domingos, for being here. Thank you. Um, well, thank you. We appreciate you guys. You're very welcome. And until next week, be well. Be safe. Be above. If you've lost someone to suicide. You may feel overwhelmed by grief, confusion, or even anger, but you are not alone. The American Foundation for Suicide Prevention offers support in the weeks and months following a suicide. The Healing Conversations program gives those who have lost someone to suicide the opportunity to talk with a caring volunteer. Having experienced suicide loss themselves, our volunteers know firsthand the emotions associated with this type of loss. They can offer comfort and guidance, as well as community resources that may be useful on the path ahead. Healing Conversations are available in person, on the phone, or by video chat. To learn more about the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and how to schedule your own healing conversation, please visit afsp.org forward slash healing conversations.